0: Hey everyone, Chris Lopez here. And today we're gonna talk about the Denver market stats for January, 2021. So I'll go through the MLS stats that came out for January just a couple days ago. Plus I'm gonna give you some updates on distressed sales and the numbers we're actually seeing hit the market now because about what, 10 months ago is when forbearance has started. So I'll give you an update on that. So starting off with the numbers, from a high-level overview, not much has changed. We are still in an extremely low inventory. So in January 21, we had about, we had 2,316 active listings at the end of the month. So that is single-family properties, so homes, condos, and townhomes. So that is off 53% from January of 2020, which was just below 5,000 properties. Now at the end of December, we're about 2540 at the end of the month. So about a 9% drop off from last month. So from a year ago, obviously 53% is a huge number. That small drop off from December, that's pretty normal seasonality stuff. So nothing, you know, not much to talk about new listings. We actually had about 4,200 come online in January Last January we had about 4850. So about 13% less new listings than we saw a year ago, which is kind of to be expected with all the other items we have talked about. Let's talk about the average closed price because in January 20, the average closed price was $475,000. $475, in January 21, we're at 550,000. That's a $75,000 increase. Uh, from last year, or just over close to sixteen percent increase now, the median price point from last january January went from four twenty to about four fifty seven uh, this January <clears throat> again, keep in mind we 're seeing you know really high average numbers in terms of price because we're still selling a lot of higher end more expensive properties, and we still have you know low inventory for you know the five hundred thousand sub properties. So we're seeing big price increases just because we have no inventory out there. The other data all kind of fits in the line with what we've talked about in the past. Uh, again, with the close price to list price. So this is when an agent or an agent seller list a property. They list it, for example, at $500,000. And if it sells for 510, it'll sell for you know a higher percent than list price. If it sells below 500,000, it will be a lower percent. We're still seeing higher numbers here. The close price to list price in January 2021 was 100.6%. Last December was 100.4%. A year ago was 98.8%. Again, those are all still very close to each other when it comes time to actually, you know, putting offers on a huge difference, but that does show just how competitive the market is. And we are still seeing oftentimes, I mean, you know, anywhere from 10 to 40 offers on a property. And it's not uncommon for a property to be going above list price if it's marketed well, priced well, you know, 20 to sometimes 70 grand, if not higher over list price. Now, I know those numbers sound very daunting, and they are. It's a very, very competitive market out there right now. But one thing we're actually talking about at a team meeting last week, as we every two weeks we have a team meeting, we discuss the market, transactions, pipeline, just everything we have going on and you know one of the comments from all our agents had listings was that yeah hey i got you know a bunch of list i got a bunch of offers in my listing but a high percent of them are just poorly written offers you know poorly written from a contract not great structured from a price standpoint and also just uh, all the other little things we can do to make an offer look really attractive so while there might be 20 offers on a property which is still a lot Maybe 25%, is our guess, are really competitive offers. So you're still competing out there with a lot of people, but a lot of those offers are just you know poorly written or the buyer or the agent don't know how to structure the offer or want to lowball an offer or don't know how to get the deal done. But the other 20 30% of offers out there, they are still well-written competitive offers. So I'm not sure if that's good news or or bad news or kind of how that bounces out, but that's just an observation right now we're seeing in the market. Uh, as far as the stats, they're they're all about the same. Uh, we are seeing huge or very high uh, showing data for properties in January of 2021. Our showings to active listings was run around 20. Now, if you look at January from the last three or four years, They hovered between nine to 14 and now we're at about 20 for January 21. So again, we have a lot of people out there looking to buy properties, but I think that's more of a condition that we just have not enough properties out there for people walk. So there's more people walking the same properties and sometimes it's not just, you're not just competing with offers. Sometimes there's literally like you can't get a time scheduled to go get a property or a, a time to go walk the property. So again, this just goes with the same data we're seeing and shows why we're seeing such a big increase in prices. All right, the last data point I want to talk about is this um, a home ownership study from Adam Data Solutions. So it's showing the stress sales dropped to a 15-year low of 7.8% of all U.S. single-family and condo sales in 2020. The average home ownership tenure rose to an all-time high of 8.33 years. Both of these records worsen with their inventory change. Again, this just kind of goes, goes with everything else we're saying. On another note here, this is for specifically for the Denver metro market. In December 2010, so about 11 years ago now, Denver closed on 1,032 distressed homes. That represented of all closings this past December, so December, 2020, we only closed on 11 distressed properties, 11 as in one, one, which represents 0.2% of all closings of those 11, five were bank owned, three were foreclosures and three were short sales. So as moratoriums on foreclosures begin to expire, we expect the stress sales to increase, but nothing dramatic and nowhere near the levels of 2010. Now, in pre- a previous podcast, I did a really good interview with Joe Massey on some data he extrapolated from the national level and went across the Colorado, uh, you know, their Colorado portfolio. So check back to that for all the you know more details, but this is in line with what we've been seeing for the last handful of months. So again, don't hold your breath out there for distressed properties. All right, I'm gonna keep this podcast short and sweet. Oh, actually, before I wrap it up, one more thing. I know the last uh, two months, maybe three months now, I have not published the property manager updates. So that's on me. Um, just been really, really busy with all sorts of other stuff. And that was one of the things that just, Cannot not fit in the schedule because they take a lot of coordination, a lot of time to get all the property managers interviewed. I do have, at the time of recording this, the following week I'm recording, uh, recording with three or four property managers to start getting you more data from property managers on what they're seeing in the trenches. So see that for an episode or two after this one comes out. Have a great one.